Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here with episode 207 of Weekly Poker Hand, and we have a pretty interesting spot for today. This comes from a 5-10 game at Stone's Gambling Hall, and here we have Arcadi raising to $70 under the gun plus one over a straddle, folds around to Harlan in the big blind, who likes to call with ace-queen, both these players are playing $3,600 deep. And then Ellie in the straddle wakes up with ace king of hearts. That is exactly what you want. And now he three bets to 170. All right. I think this is way too small. When you are three betting from out of position, especially against a relatively strong range from early position, you're typically going to want to make it bigger, usually about the size of the pot. The way you figure out the size of the pot is you count the last bet, which was 70, multiply it by three, so 70 times three is 210, then add in any additional money that's in the pot. So for simplicity, there was one caller, right? So it's 210 plus 70, that's $280. There's a little bit of extra money in there, I understand. Let's call it 280. All right, so at least we wanna make it 280. And then because we are out of position, I'm falling over. <laughs> then because we are out of position, we usually want to make it a little bit more like 300. That's going to allow you to have a range that is larger than only premium hands. When you re-raise only 100 more, effectively what you're telling your opponents is I'm going to give you four to one pot odds and I'm going to give you position and you still can't beat me. And even when you have ace-king suited, that's just not the case. So this is a spot where you definitely want to make it bigger. So he does make it 170. Now, if um, Arcadi was facing a regular three bet to 300 bucks or so, I definitely think he should fold. Because it's only 100 more, I think he probably has to peel and see the flop. I would not love it at all, but I would call. Same story for Harlan in the big blind. It's 100 bucks more. You probably have to call. Um, it is worth mentioning Elias playing uh, $1,700 deep. So not quite as deep as the other players, but even then $1,700 is decently deep. I'm gonna presume it was a straddle to 20, given the initial raise to 20 bucks, or to $70. So all three players see a flop, the pot's $510, and we we just have to assume Ellie has a super nut range, unless he's doing this on a very regular basis, which may or may not be the case. All right, flop comes. Ace, queen, five. All players have top pair, Harlan, However, has top two pair, and Ellie has a flush draw. The queen and the five are of hearts. So, to recap, Ellie has top pair with the flush draw. Top pair, top kicker with flush draw. He was the three better. Harlan in the big blind, who called preflop and then called again, has top two pair. And then Arcadi, who raised and then called the three bet from early position, has top pair, no kicker. All right, Harlan should definitely check in this scenario with his top two pair. It is highly likely that Ellie is going to bet this flop. The only time Ellie's not going to bet this flop is when he has pocket kings or pocket jacks, and those hands are pretty much drawing dead anyway. So this is a situation where you definitely want to check to the preflop raiser and let him bet. Also, pot's already 515 bucks, right? If Ellie bets 400, he's starting to get very close to all in, given he started with 1700, right? So this is a great spot to check to the preflop raiser. And now, with ace king of hearts, what should Ellie do. Pot's 515. This is a scenario where you don't need to worry about protecting your hand at all. It's very, very easy for your opponents to have worse aces and under pairs, right? Also, 
Normally, you'd be worried about the draws if you had ace-king with no hearts. But here, you have the two hearts in your hand, right? You have the nut flush draw as well. So this is a spot where you want to bet small. The pot was 515, I believe. He could bet something like 200 and put his opponents in a really miserable spot with their top pairs. Instead, Ellie bet 460. He pretty much potted it. And I think that is a pretty big mistake. That's going to allow people to fold out all their marginal hands. So here, Arkady has top pair, no kicker. And he's thinking about it. If you watched the previous episode of Weekly Poker Hand, you saw him just get it all in with uh, bluff catcher trips. So clearly he's not the tightest player ever. Um, and right here, he's thinking about it, right? He opened from early position, called a three bet, flopped top pair, and now he's considering folding because Ellie made such a giant bet and he did it in a really confident manner. If you're watching this video at jonathanlilpoker.com as opposed to just listening to it. And Ellie does, I'm sorry, and I uh, already forgot his name. The guy folded, Arcadi. Arcadi folded the ace-eight suited. And that was a very good fold. That's definitely a spot where you're against two good ranges from the big blind Harlan and the uh, straddle Ellie. And basing that pot size bet, you just have to get out of the way. That's good discipline. So now, um, Harlan has top two pair, and I would definitely be all in. You could justify calling if you think Ellie's big bet may indicate an abnormal level of weakness. Some people will blast it whenever they're trying to get people to fold. So maybe Ellie would do this with jacks. I don't know. Probably not. But if you are against someone like that who would bet small with their nut hands, like ace-king, and then bet big with their bluffs, you should strongly consider calling to give your opponent every opportunity to fold. Now, these two guys are talking about something. I can't hear them. I tried listening to it ahead of time, and I could not hear what they were saying. So we're going to ignore it. But Harlan is talking to Ellie about something. Not too sure why. Not too sure what he's saying. I would just be all in in this scenario, expecting to get called almost every time. Um, some people in Harlan's shoes may be worried that they're beat by pocket aces or pocket queens. But if you think about it, there's only one combination of each of those hands, right? Because you have an ace and a queen in your hand. There's only two, uh, two aces remaining, right? So that's one hand. And Harlan does decide to just call. So he probably assumes Ellie has some bluffs in his range. And I don't mind it. Um, as long as you just know you're never folding, clearly. On the turn, Harlan checks again. Ellie now bets huge. Looks like he bet almost all of his money. Yeah, he bet 1,200 bucks out of his 1,300. So Ellie essentially put himself all in on the turn. All right, I like. I think Harlan's play throughout this hand has been fine so far. Let's talk about Ellie's though. When he bets so big on the flop and his opponent calls, he should assume Harlan has either a very good made hand or a very good draw. So what are the good draws on ace-queen-five? Two hearts. Well, king, something of hearts, usually king, jack, or king, 10, but he can't have those because Ellie has two, the king of hearts in his hand. He could also have the ace-high flush draw, but again, can't have that because Ellie has the ace of hearts in his hand. And maybe he could have jack, 10 of hearts. So there's like one combination of that. So there's one combination of flush draws that make any logical sense whatsoever. It's a bit of a problem, right? What are the made hands? Well, ace-queen is a very obvious made hand, and pocket-queens is a very obvious made hand that you lose to. And there are a lot of combinations of those, way more than there are draws. So this is a spot where even though Ellie has top pair and the nut flush draw, I think he should actually check behind on the turn and then see what develops on the river. If Harlan bets, yeah, you're probably paying him off. But if Harlan checks, maybe you go for thin value or maybe you check. But this is not a spot where despite the pot already being huge, I think Ellie does not want to play for all the money. 
I think a lot of people get in their minds, all right, I was the aggressor and I have top pair in the net flush draw. This is a great hand. Let me pile my money in. And that's not what you want to do. In this spot, if Harlan is reasonable, and from what I've seen, Harlan has been reasonable, um, Ellie has to assume that Harlan must have something very good here. And whatever very good hand you're against usually has ace-king in only marginal shape. Instead, though, Ellie snap jammed the turn. Harlan pretty much beat him in the pot. Board breaks off, and Harlan wins a $2,000 pot. Pretty much all of that came from Ellie, and I definitely think Ellie messed this hand up. Um, let's try to think about what would have happened if he played it differently. If he instead bet small on the flop, maybe Harlan then would have raised. Ellie could have called and then called on the turn, so he's getting sacked anyway. If he bet smaller on the flop and Harlan called, then you could maybe justify going for thin value on the turn because then Harlan's range should be weaker. Although if you bet smaller on the flop, um, Arkady maybe would have stuck around with his top pair bad kicker and then um, they would still have ended up playing a big pot. Anyway, what this amounts to is these players were probably going to play for all the money no matter how this played out. That said, I think the way that Ellie played it forced Harlan to have the strongest range possible. And when you have top pair, top kicker, you want your opponent to have the weakest range possible because that is when you have the most equity. When your opponents have all good hands, you're not in great shape with top pair, top kicker. It's a good hand as long as your opponent's range is not only you know, ace jack or better in this spot. So make sure you do not make that mistake when you are playing. That's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you enjoyed it, tell your friends. These things take a lot of time to make, and um, I do them for you. So I hope you enjoy it. Good luck in your games. Be kind to everyone, and I'll talk to you next week.